This is your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers. And now keeping himself with Martinez 5. He yeah. is going to be in touchdown. Adrian Martinez off the right edge. Runs in from 15 yards out. Tie the game. This is the KLIN Husker Hour. Giving you an inside look at everything going on in Husker Nation. Nebraska wins its fifth national championship. Three sets one over the Florida Gators. Now shoots the three. Got it. Isaiah Roby nails it from three-point land. And a good time was had by all. Good Saturday morning. That's right. We're still here, folks. Welcome to another edition of the KLIN Husker Hour. I'm Cole Stukenholtz. That's Caleb Henry. Oh, there we go. Hello, hello. Didn't turn your mic on. My bad. It's, uh, I got a button here, too. I could have hit it. That's true. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm off the hook. Um, yeah, we are still going. We've got a we've got a good show. We got Michael Brunts, 24/7, coming on later. He's going to talk about basketball, football, baseball, recruiting, life with you know at least um, what life has been like thus far with with children in this pandemic shutdown. Uh, Gary Pepin, Nebraska men's track coach, going to join us as well. Uh, he was actually at an NCAA championship. Physically there mm-hmm. with student athletes when uh, when everything got uh, got put on ice, and uh, we'll 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 catch up with him. There's a lot of moving parts to the future of uh, spring sports in particular, uh, and and he was involved in his spring would have been indoors, um, and and you have the outdoor uh, stuff coming up as well. So that would have all been part of his repertoire, and uh, now it is not. So. Uh, we'll see how he's uh, how he's dealing with that and, and and what conversations he's had. A lot of news this week to get to. Do you know what? Anyway, do you know what we would have had this weekend? It would have been Nebraska baseball's first road series in the conference. First Big Ten road series, yeah, at Maryland. Well, I'm I'm still hung up on what you just reminded me right before. We went on air. <laughs> That's why I, I threw the curveball with the baseball part. Today of it. is the final four, or what would have been the the two final four games. Uh, for the men's basketball tournament, and uh, now I'm sad again. <laughs> yeah, it's look. It we we've uh, we've had this discussion every time uh, the last three shows. Now we had the Elite Eight last week. It would have been uh, the the first first weekend rounds. The the show before um, is going to go on for a while. We're just going to be like, hey, r- remember in in an alternate timeline that that we would be watching this and talking about this and and looking at that and. Yeah, we're just gonna have to just got to buck up and deal with it. Um, one of the things that I've learned here uh, recently in 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 having all of this, uh, I'm calling it the great isolation. I don't know if that's gonna catch on or not. But, okay. Yeah, um, hashtag the great isolation. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Um, I've learned that if you don't get outside. With four children in the house, you go crazy. Um, and yesterday was pretty much the coldest day of the last, you know, whatever, two and a half weeks it's been. And we didn't get outside as much. And I was going crazy because the kids were going crazy. Um, so, yeah, it's it's going to be good to get the weather back up and not have that situation arise anymore. I can't just, you know, yell at them to go outside uh, all the time if it's, you know, 30 degrees out. But, yeah, I, I've learned that. Uh, that doesn't relate to this show at all, but I would imagine that plenty of folks listening have children and can relate, and you will soon know our plight. But um, yeah, it's the the whole the whole dynamic has just continued to roll along with uh, you know things getting cancellations or delays getting extended out. Um, we're we're probably looking at June or July mm-hmm. by the time you get back to any sort of normalcy. Um, who, who knows if spring ball for football will, will happen at that point, or if you're just maybe extending fall camp out, um, I, you, you got, you got Alabama tracking all their athletes with their Apple watches, maybe, <laughs> maybe not, uh, compliant with the, with rules. So, uh, so actually, things. um, like it's, it's not, so things like that are not mandatory. Those are the things that are optional. Yeah. In air quotes. Yeah. Uh, my sister at Wyoming is actually doing the same thing. They have to get mm-hmm. so many steps in every day, um, and they have their they all have workout trackers. Uh-huh. So they have to get burn so many calories. They all have very specific 
plans on how many steps they have to get to or how many calories they have to burn every day yeah. um, to know that they're still staying in shape through all of this. Yeah. So that's happening throughout the country. And actually, since this is the first day that we've um, – well, the first time we've been live on the air since uh, Road to Recovery yesterday. Last night, Governor Ricketts expanded the COVID-19 uh, directed health measures. Those go for the entire state. Obviously, here in Lincoln, Lancaster County, we've had those already with the uh, um, a number of the non-essential businesses. Think uh, salons, masseuses, those types of things can't be open. Um, dentists are just on an emergency basis. Um and no groups of more than 10 people. That's now statewide. Yeah. Um, it's not a mandatory stay-at-home order. And I know you can – if you want a bunch of opinions on that, go to Jack Mitchell. Uh, he, <laughs> he, will, he will explain to all of you what the nuances of all of those are. But Jack's at, got opinions? As, as a reminder, you can go to klin.com slash helplnk, find a number of businesses, the way people are, are doing things across the community. There's also the COVID-19 um, fund on there, and you can go buy gift cards with Nebraska Buy Local, yeah. not just in Lincoln, but across the state for future use uh, that you can go back, grab a few gift cards now, go back and use that a little bit later. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm glad you brought up uh, Wyoming as well, because uh, news just came out yesterday that Craig Bull, former Nebraska assistant, uh, now... Oh, yeah, I, I, sh- I shared that. My, my, my sister's pretty happy about that. That, that applies directly to her, yeah. <laughs> so uh, him and his wife are donating, what is it, um, $1 million? Um, I, 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 can get number. A, I can get it pulled up right yeah. here. So he, he he's essentially donating the money to the university to cover... It's a $100,000 gift. $100,000. It covers the, the scholarships for the spring athletes who want to come back for that additional year mm-hmm. um, that they essentially lost. And that's uh, the part we've talked about that, okay, so I, I guess another thing that we should probably backtrack a little bit. Yeah. Earlier this week, the Division One Council... Uh, voted to allow schools the option to give their to give another year of eligibility to their spring sport athletes. Now the wording in that is is um, necessary because it's they're not the NS, NCAA is not automatically giving every spring sport an extra year. Yeah. The schools have the option to extend that for their spring sport athletes, and that includes everyone from freshmen to seniors, but seniors who would have exhausted their eligibility have the option to come back. We're going to ask uh, track coach Gary Pepin what the process is like, because obviously this is going to be a long process on yeah. whether or not seniors want to come back, whether uh, Mojo Haggie is going to come back for his 19th year yes. uh, in baseball. But there, there's going to be how do you fund a lot of this, and at least at Wyoming there, with the the support of the Bulls, they're getting some of that funding. Yeah. Pretty, I mean, easy solution right there. Every university that's got football, just go to your football coach. Yeah. Because that's the highest paid guy on your roster right there. And in, in a lot of places, <laughs> the football coach is the highest paid uh, public employee in the state. Employee in the, yeah, the state yeah. employee, yeah. Very true, very true. Um, so, yeah, that's there's there's definitely a lot, of, um, <clears throat> a lot of moving parts to that as to what will happen next. Uh, a lot of uncertainty still. It's getting worked out. I mean... That's kind of why we're still going is there's still plenty of news that's trickling out each week mm-hmm. related to how the eligibility question gets answered in the you know in the way the NCAA is going um the NSAA is is they're they're officially done with with spring sports mm-hmm. this week was the week um that I finally got the email that the YMCA called off their youth sports for oh. the spring so flag football and and soccer for And you were going to be doing a lot of Saturday soccer. I was. I yeah. was, yeah. I might have missed a show or two unless we would have been able to tape it. Uh, uh, but now, unfortunately, fortunately, however you want to say it, depending on whether or not you want to hear me on the airwaves, <laughs> here I am. Um, so yeah, that that officially is is uh, shut down as well. So it's we're 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 getting to the point where there's not much more to shut down in terms of what would have happened over the course of the next two months. Now the question will turn over the next couple of weeks to. How long out this will? Mm-hmm. How how long this will be drawn out? How far out uh, these shutdowns will be? I thought uh, Coach John Cook had a great tweet, and then the governor's been repeating it the Rick last couple said it days as well. Yeah, um, if you want football this fall, you have to stay at home now. Put it like, in ter- put it in terms the state of Nebraska can understand. And then I thought a lot of people were like, you know what? That volleyball coach is right. If I want my football. I'm going to need to stay home now. And it was it's exactly right. If yes. you want these things that we all 
now feels like we just kind of took for granted going to yeah. um, and watching constantly all the time. There's, I know Sports Nightly did Game of the Century yesterday. Yeah. Um, ESPN has been partnering with NBA 2K and, and the NBA, and they had the players, and they uh, played their games. They're doing a tournament. Madden did the same thing with yeah, NFL players. Yeah, so there, there's, we're kind of getting a fix. The NASCAR is doing their iRacing with their actual racers. The Jordan documentary got moved up. Yeah, so there's there's yeah. a lot of things that are going on right now, but we've taken for granted live, live sports yeah. and what those are. And it is, if you want these things back, we really need to, it, it's kind of an all or nothing. It's we all have to do this now, because if there's a small percentage of folks that don't, then that's going to continue the spread. It's going to keep things out there longer, and this is going to get drug out to the point that maybe you have an abbreviated or no fall season that includes NFL and college and volleyball, which volleyball's final four is going to be in Omaha this year. Yep. we got to remember that. There's a lot of things at stake for, for the state of Nebraska. And speaking of volleyball real quick before we – um, before we get to the, that first break, um, Nebraska Athletic Hall of Fame announced the first two of six for their sixth uh, Hall of Fame class, uh, both from volleyball. Former volleyball coach Terry Pettit and uh, former all three-time All-American, two-time first-team All-American Jordan Larson, um, and she was set to go to the Olympics this uh, this yep. summer. Yep. Yeah, and and that's that was pretty cool the way they did that on social media. You can see it if you haven't. Uh, uh, John Cook FaceTimed with both Pettit mm-hmm. and Larson, uh, delivered the news via video chat. And if you don't want to search for those, I just uh, I embedded the tweets in the stories at klin.com. Even better. Yeah, you can all. Of course, uh, Caleb is doing uh, you know all all the work on this in terms of keeping everybody up to date. Um, you can go to klin.com. Follow him on uh, Twitter at iCalebHenry, Caleb with a K. Um, our show is at KLIN Huskers. Um, I'm not on there as often, but I'm at Stukenholz. And, uh, and, and, you know, it, you're the, on there a lot more when sports are happening. You know, I, I certainly was. <laughs> I, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I've noticed over the last month, I'm like, man, Cole's kind of not on here anymore. <sighs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's just. I, I I tweet about the sports that aren't happening, but it's, <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not uh, certainly not the same as it was, which is sad. But we'll get back there. I, I, I'm pretty sure we'll get back there. Um, all right, yeah. So let's uh, let's hit our first break. Uh, when we come back, we're gonna get into uh, our guest. We've got Gary Pepin later on in the program, the men's track coach here at Nebraska. Michael Brunts from Husker 24/7 coming up next. Uh, this is the KLIN Husker Hour. Stick with us. Giving you a complete review of the Huskers news this week. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1400 KLIN. Thanks for joining us here. Sports are not happening, but the sports talk continues because uh, there's still plenty to talk about. Um, and here to help us do just that uh, from Husker 24-7 is Michael Brunts. Uh, Brunts is uh, just like everybody else. He's, he's hunkering down at home and, and trying, to do, uh, trying to do everything that we are to stay safe and still get some work done and still raise children in this situation. Uh, Brunts, how's it going, man? <laughs> not bad. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're we're hanging in there. Um, one of the things that I think uh, has has kept people who you know are are in our uh, in our same interests uh, with with sports is there's still recruiting news, uh, there's still scheduling news, there's still other things that kind of trickle out, and that's kind of where you and uh, your colleagues come in. Um, I want to start with football recruiting because it seems like that's still not going the same ra- at the same pace that it would normally be, but. Um, you're still definitely getting guys whittling their their numbers of schools down. You're still getting guys committing here and there once in a while. Um, where is Nebraska at in terms of recruiting, and how do, how have you seen the staff kind of adjust their approach with the situation we're in? Yeah, I mean, it's really the only thing that slowed um, with the recruiting is just not being able to to have kids on campus right now. Um, you know the the staff continues to recruit uh, kind of like you would during, you know, the, the February dead period where, uh, you know, you you can reach out to guys via phone or text or, you know, DM or, or whatever method of communication you, you want to uh, use 
but it's just not in person. So, you know, you, you've seen a lot of offers roll out from Nebraska over the last couple of weeks, uh, especially at the quarterback spot in the 2022 class. So, you know, it, it, it hasn't flowed. And I, I think, you know, the longer this drags on, I mean, right now with, with the, you know, the, the previous recruiting calendars, I think they're probably going to have to do something with it uh, differently this year. But, um, you know, the schools have lost the evaluation period through May now that the dead period is going to be going through uh, May 31st. So, you know, you, you, you have to get creative. Um, you know, I know some schools are doing virtual uh, visits. Um, you know, Kate, uh, Kansas is doing a virtual junior day. So, you know, you, you kind of make do with what you've got. I think the one thing that, that kind of benefits Nebraska is they have a really established uh, kind of you know, group of guys that do nothing but social media and recruiting, and they do a really good job of it. So that that's where, you know, this time you kind of lean a little bit more on those guys uh, than you would normally. But, uh, you know, nothing's, nothing's really changed aside from the in-person stuff. So uh, we'll just kind of see what happens. But, you know, the longer this drags on, I, I think schools might have to get a little bit more creative with, uh, with what they do recruiting-wise. Michael, I know, I know we're focused on how does this affect Nebraska, but thinking about the the juniors that a lot of times go through this evaluation period and they get that junior day, they get into the the camps that they go through in the spring and the summer, and that's where they get those those star ratings. That's where they they increase their profile. How is this going to affect uh, the these next recruiting classes uh, for for a lot of these future college student athletes? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard and it's unfortunate for those kids. Um, you know, the, there's the the kind of no doubt guys who you know, have had offers for a couple of years. I mean, they're, they're fine. They're you know continuing to be recruited and, and getting their lists whittled down. Uh, you know, I, th- I think the guys that it kind of hurts, you know, are the guys who are a little bit more kind of borderline um, for for Power Five offers right now. Um, you know, in thinking of a, a guy like James Curry down at, at Norris. You know, he's got, I think, 13, 14 offers right now, some pretty good offers from Max Schools, Mountain West. Um, but, you know, he, he's still talking to schools like Nebraska, Northwestern, Kansas State, Iowa State. And, you know, they've, they've seen him in person at, at junior days, uh, but they haven't pulled the trigger on an offer yet. And part of that is, is that they want to see him in person. They want to work him out uh, with what they kind of do at a particular position. And, you know, there's a chance that those guys might not have the opportunity to do that over the summer um, if this thing uh, continues on. So that's the the kid that I the kids that I think it kind of hurts are the, the ones that schools maybe haven't pulled uh, the, the trigger on an offer yet and want to see them in person. Maybe you know if, if this goes on far enough, uh, you know schools just say, "Heck, we've we've got the film. Uh, you know, with this is what our, our reality is. Let's go ahead and make an offer." But they're not going to have the opportunity to prove it like they did in the past and. For Nebraska, you know, the, the summer camp time is really big for the, the walk-on program. Um, you know, that's the time when you, you get a, a look at some of these guys that are going to be more recruited walk-ons once they get into the fall. And then some of these guys get on Nebraska's radar with a you know, fast 40 at a camp or you know, maybe weighing in a, a little bit bigger than, than what they had been previously. So uh, that, that's going to make that a little bit more of a challenge and kind of identifying those guys that, that make sense to uh, extend the, the, the walk-on offer to. So there's a lot of uh, unfortunate things for those, those kids that, you know, they're not getting that experience and uh, the ability to kind of go and earn those offers like they would normally. Michael Brunts from Husker 24-7 joining us here on the KLI and Husker Hour, uh, breaking down what Nebraska football is doing uh, in all of this shutdown environment. Uh, the players on the team, Michael, the, the way that – we, I mean, right now we'd be in spring practice mode. Spring game would be coming up in a couple of weeks. What's Coach Frost and staff doing to keep players engaged? What can they do? Uh, where, where does that kind of sit right now? Yeah, I mean, all, all they can kind of do right now is, is the Zoom meeting stuff. And, you know, the, the challenge of, of for this coaching staff and, and, frankly, every coaching staff with when the, the timing of this happened was, you know, it's, it's right at the start of spring ball. Uh, guys have been working for a couple months uh, in, in winter conditioning to make these games, and you know, right now a lot of them uh, are, are at home, and you know, gyms are closed. Um, 
a lot of guys don't have access to uh, weights or, you know, certainly not the, the kind of equipment they would have in Lincoln. But, uh, you know, the challenge becomes how do you make sure that, you know, these guys are, are at home and, you know, doing the kinds of workouts that they need to do to, you know, basically not lose what they've done for the last few months and, you know, to keep them dialed in uh, on their own with, um, you know, playbook stuff and, and, you know, just kind of continuing to keep in contact with them and make sure these guys are all right. I mean, the, the, the other part of it is too is, you know, the, these classes are online and, you know, for some guys that's a, a big challenge going from in-person classes to all of a sudden uh, having to do that online and, and be responsible for a lot more. So, you know, it's the, the physical part of it with workouts and, and making sure guys are eating right. It's also the, the job of, of Nebraska staffers to make sure that these guys are, are staying on the up and up with grades and um, that kind of thing, which is a, a challenge in itself and, and, and tutoring sessions and all that stuff. So it really does, you know, kind of tax uh, the athletic department in, in different ways because, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you, you have what, 650 athletes that are kind of scattered everywhere. Uh, but, you know, things kind of have to continue to go on normally like they, they would academically. And you have to make sure that, uh, you know, that those, those people and, and those athletes stay uh, where they need to be. So it's, you know, unprecedented. And, you know, I, I think coaches are kind of having to, you know, not make things up as they go, but, you know, I think kind of face new challenges each day. Switching gears to uh, to basketball here, Michael. We finally have closure on the Cam Mack era. We already knew he was going to be testing the NBA draft process, but if he decides to come back, now he's in that transfer portal. A couple other departures. You had the three sit-outs last year, the four new incoming commits, and w- with two open scholarships. Where, where's Nebraska at on, again, retooling the majority of this roster? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're kind of you know, not at the same point they were last year where they added 11 guys in a month, but, you know, it's another situation where you're going to need your roster card to see who guys are for that first game next year. Um, you know, they do have the two open scholarships. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, one guy to keep an eye on is Adama Snogo. Uh, he, he's a 2021 center uh, in New York um, who is likely going to reclassify to 2020. He'd been looking to visit Nebraska uh, in, in the spring before all this stuff happened. Um, Nebraska's still recruiting him, obviously. He just released a top 10 list. I think Nebraska's a little bit closer uh, to the top of that list, uh, even though there was no order given. But, uh, you know, that, that's, that's one high school ad I could see uh, happening uh, during all this stuff. Uh, you know, I think Nebraska's still looking at transfer options in the portal. Uh, that That's that's an interesting thing too with with everything being shut down is you've got a lot of these guys who are transferring to new schools, basically making decisions without in-person visits. Um, And it's already kind of a quick recruitment with, with transfers. And then you add the fact that uh, you're not able to to bring them in or, um, you know, have to see them in person. I mean, that makes it even more challenging, but uh, you know, I I think when you look at the way Nebraska's roster is right now, you'd probably like a little bit more guard depth if you could, um, you know, obviously a little, everybody wants there to be more size, but I think a little bit more depth behind Kobe Webster at that point guard spot would be an okay thing for Nebraska at this point. Talking with Michael Bruns from Husker 24-7 about all things Huskers. Uh, just generally speaking in terms of the way that the winter sports ended short and, and the way that spring uh, just basically got shut down altogether, what have you heard and, and you and the other guys at 24-7 heard in terms of what the NCAA is doing, um, what, where the where the conversations are going in terms of uh, whether it's eligibility or uh, when they might start restarting things, or uh, what 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 kinds of things are you guys hearing uh, from you know the folks at Nebraska or even prospective recruits uh, about when things might uh, when decisions might get made, when things might get back to normal? What are you guys hearing there? Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody right now is just kind of in a wait-and-see mode. Um, you know, the, the latest thing to kind of come down, um, you know, obviously with the eligibility stuff, was this week they voted to restore the, the season of eligibility for spring spring uh, athletes, which you know, for baseball, um, you know, I, I think that's the right thing to do, kind of how you sort everything out there will be interesting. And there's still a lot that, that Nebraska needs to figure out from its point of view about you know, how much 
financial aid do you give uh, you know these seniors coming back? How do you kind of make that work with roster size? Uh, that that's one thing that they're kind of sorting through right now. But you know, in terms of you know when things are gonna you know get back to normal, I mean, everybody's just kind of in wait and see mode. I mean, you just had Michigan State and Ohio State go to to uh, online only summer school um, classes through through the end of July. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing more. Uh, schools go that route, and if you do that, um, you know you're, you're essentially closed down through the summer. So that you know the, it's the recruiting summer camps are probably gone. Uh, you know players aren't going to be uh, likely coming back to Lincoln if, if everything's online. So you know if that's the, the the tough part of this is is everybody's just kind of speculating. Nobody really knows with any kind of uh, you know concrete knowledge of when this thing's going to get back to normal. I saw you know the a lot of Vegas casinos are expecting that some of the pro sports leagues are going to be starting back up in early July. I mean, we'll see if that happens, but, um, you know, I, I think the next kind of domino to fall for, for a lot of these schools or what do you do over the summer? And then, you know, after that, it's kind of like, okay, well, you need to start looking at fall camp and uh, probably having to make some decisions about the season. I think Vegas always knows, right? We hope so this time. <laughs> At least it, they've it, got their fingers on the poles of everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're embedded in all the, the public health discussions nationwide. Uh, Michael Brunts, Husker 24-7. You can follow him at Michael Brunts on Twitter. Uh, thanks a lot to you and, and Shafe and, and Brian for, for keeping all of us uh, engaged and up-to-date on everything going on, and uh, we will talk to you again down the road. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. Have a good weekend, all right? All right, you too. That's uh, Michael Brunts. Uh, appreciate having him on. Yeah, that's that's something that I, I I think I had seen, but didn't really register the way that the a couple of those Big Ten schools are already moving to do all of their online courses online, or all the all of their summer courses. So, online. Summer courses, yeah. That that it goes through the end of July. That's yeah. That that's kind of where we're trending, folks. Yeah, and it's well, you you kind of you had to do that when you already saw that because it would be much more difficult to say starting the summer classes online and then come in person. So yeah. if you knew you were going to start them online, pretty much just have to say that's what they are. But as you look at where they go through, that gets you a little bit worried about the fall. Yes, and and that's uh, – we. I think the, the Kirk Herbstreet thing, the thing that he said that he would be shocked if the season happened or started on time mm-hmm. or what it was, that was last Friday if I recall. Yeah. I don't know what the – like uh, Brian Kelly came out and was yeah. like bashing him. Like, Here's the thing. That's a real concern. It's it's, it's, it's not, a realistic concern. Yeah, it's it's not way out there, people. Uh, and and Pete Ricketts and and John Cook uh, both made it clear. We just mentioned in the last segment. Like, if you want football season, people, stay home, stop going out, or you ain't gonna get it. Like that's that's where we are at this point. Um. All right. Thanks, Brunts. Next segment, we're gonna get to Gary Pepin, Husker track coach. Um, plenty more news and notes to get through the rest of the show. Uh, Caleb and I will be back with you right after this here on the KLIN Husker Hour. Husker football, basketball, baseball, and beyond. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on 1400 KLIN. Big thanks to Michael Brunts, 24-7 Sports, taking us through football and basketball and a number of uh, topics there. But now we're going to switch gears a little bit to uh, Nebraska track and field head coach Gary Pepin and coach. The last time we talked, we were actually you were actually about to head into Big Ten indoors, um, and I, I know a lot of what we had talked about there was how do you balance getting someone up for Big Tens and then getting up for indoors. Um, and we all know how that whole story played out there. First of all, thanks so much for giving us a couple minutes this morning on the KLI and Husker Hour. Thank you very much. Yeah, and it's uh, fun to be on. Um, so let's actually let's start right there because that was the first week that everything really happened: coronavirus, COVID nineteen across the sports world, and now it's kind of come into um, everyone's everyday lives a little bit more. You had four athletes at in Albuquerque for those indoor nationals. Uh, if you could for just a minute, just take us through that process of everything you guys were hearing, and then uh, finally hearing the news about the nationals, national championships there, and then that quickly turning into um, spring championships as well. Well, it was uh, <clears throat> almost like uh, something you would see on television or 
or in the movies because it it um, happened so fast and it almost didn't seem real and and uh, still in in some ways that it, um, uh, it is the same situation in that uh, the athletes were uh, ready to compete. It was the the day before, and uh, we start hearing rumblings and stuff from other athletes uh, from other schools, and and uh, then there's of course an announcement made that the meet had been canceled, and and uh, it was uh, virtually heartbreaking for uh, certainly a lot of those athletes. You have uh, in, in our sport, of course, unlike football or volleyball or basketball, a lot of those athletes uh, are not on full scholarships. And so they may have, uh, uh, in cases we have kids on our team that was their fifth year of school, and they had come back especially for that fifth year and paid you know, thousands of dollars to, to go to school, uh, either that they had worked for or money from their parents, uh, and were working at the same time, whether going to school, and then it was all just kind of lost for them. And so a lot of the kids uh, didn't know quite what to do. There's some of them are still confused as to what their options are going to be. And of course, uh, some immediately uh, uh, went home. Uh, some left the country, uh, and it was just um, uh, you know a huge number of question marks and what's going to happen, and uh, so it was r- really, really uh, a very difficult time, uh, and it's still uh, a real confusing time for certainly the coaches and a lot of the, the athletes, and, you know, you have kids that uh, that have a job uh, uh, right now. They've graduated. They have a job opportunity, uh, but yet they still have a year of eligibility uh, or an outdoor season left, and they're trying to contemplating as to you know what to do and you have marriages going on and all kinds of things so it's uh and then of course the the worst thing of all you have the whole health issue on top of it so so that's kind of where we are and earlier this week coach the division one council uh announced that schools would have the option to give an extra year of eligibility for every spring sport athlete including seniors that could come back and you, you detailed a lot of things that can uh not really get in the way but make it difficult to come back for an extra season whether it's financially whether it's real life with jobs and weddings and a number of things going on um and I I believe the for your spring you had about 20ish uh, seniors that would have that option to come back. I I know that's a lot of conversations there to have on who can come back, who, where where all of those things are going. But if you could, what's the process like with talking to administrators about all of this going forward? Now having that option from from the NCAA. Well, we 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 have been getting a, a very good uh, positive leadership from our athletic director, from Bill Moose. And I work closely with Jamie Vaughn, who's the uh, one of the assistant ADs in charge of our sport, uh, who just does a terrific job. Uh, and he's accessible all the time. And, of course, we have just questions, you know, galore to ask him. And uh, there's all kinds of very unique individual situations. But in looking at the, the big picture, uh, as you mentioned, finances become huge, uh, not just for the individual athlete, but there are a lot of schools at which those kids could come back, and if they were on a scholarship, the school may not have the money to give them a scholarship. And so those now you get into a situation where they have to pay their way back or they go on to the portal to try to find a school that would give them a scholarship for an outdoor season. Uh, and then there's just there's all kinds of unique situations. One of the things that I think that's going to be very helpful is that uh, I have been told by Jamie Vaughn, uh, who is daily, I mean hours upon hours, uh, on the telephone trying to sort out all of these rules and proposals and et cetera, uh, that if a, someone has graduated, and we have a number of these, if someone has graduated, they can miss that first semester of school so they could go to work and do whatever, and then second semester come back and uh, either take graduate courses or 
take some undergraduate courses or some combination like that and still be able to compete. Well, for those kids that don't have money, uh, that's a great deal because now it would c- cut that cost in half. So, uh, uh, but there's just there's all kinds of unique situations that have to do with academics as well. And and the university, we have a number of of athletes, track athletes, that were on uh, substantial academic scholarships. Well, those academic scholarships only last four years. So now they're out that money as well. So now you're back to looking at, well, you know, is it worth it? Can I can I finance this? Are my parents able to help me? Uh, so And so what we have to do, to be more specific with your question, we've had to go through and talk with every one of those athletes that were seniors and try to find out, first of all, are they interested in coming back? And then, of course, then they have the questions. You know, what am I going to be able to do about this, et cetera, this unique situation? We have one guy, for example, that's a, a real interesting situation, Kevin Cahoy, uh, of course, whose father was an Olympic mm-hmm. gold medalist uh, for the university in gymnastics. Well, Kevin is a brilliant student, one of the top of his class, getting ready to go to med school. So we're investigating the possibility of can this guy go to med school in Omaha and have that count. Uh, Well, because let me go back just a step. Um, If you're going to train, uh, if you have this outdoor season left and you're going to to train uh, then with the – with a coach and the university, then you have to be on campus going uh, to school. You can't just uh, be working somewhere and pop in and train uh, with a coach. That's uh, one of the rules. So in his case, we're looking to see whether or not he can go ahead and go to med school, and since that's part of the university system, then be able to uh, come over and train of an evening or afternoon or something and and um, uh, see if that will work out. Well, I don't know if that will work or not. We'll have to um, put in a, a special uh, petition, or I forget exactly what the word is for that, to, to see if we – but there's all kinds of individual cases like that. Nebraska track coach Gary Pepin joining us here on the KLI and Husker Hour. Coach, I, I think the logical next question would be, I mean, you have a lot of familiarity with these kids' situations, with the way the university and the NCAA – operates on you know when when things are normal um and now you've got this situation where things are kind of thrown up in the air if you had the ability to make these decisions and determine what would be the best course of action for all involved what do you in in whichever way you want to go with it whether it's in terms of you know how do you disperse the money where does the money come from is it equal across all schools all conferences how do you how if you could just wave a magic wand and do it the way that you think it should be done how would you do it? Well, I, I, I first of all, I think a, a lot of the people that are making decisions uh, have done uh, a very good job mm-hmm. under real difficult circumstances, and, and they have a lot more information coming into them, uh, certainly, than, than what I have. And, and I'm sure a lot of them are a lot smarter than what I am. And so I, I think to this point, I, I don't know quite what they could have done any differently with the seasons. At one point in time, I wish that they would have kind of, instead of making this broad decision that went so deep into the year, I thought, well, why don't you wait just a little while and then make the next step instead of just ending all things. Well, as the way it's turning out, I can see that they probably, well, I don't think probably, I think they definitely made the right decision. Now, when it comes to all of the financial issues, the problem that you have there is that um, although the NCAA has always wanted parity across the board, you're you're not going to get parity across the board in any way, I mean, to me, uh, um, it's almost like uh, our our whole United States system. There, there's not parity in anything. Um, those people that work the hardest, uh, uh, in a lot of cases, they make the most money, or the smartest people uh, make more money. Or, so, all kinds of situations. Well, 
I, I, I don't know how uh, they can disperse a, a situation or a plan where where finances would be the same across the board or anything because there's so many unique situations that um, uh, I, I don't know how they could do it much differently than what they're doing. And, and the, the worst thing is with it, it you don't know what's in the future here. You know, for example, if we were to lose a football game or two football games, uh, boy, that's going to really, really change the system and be very, very difficult. And I know I have coaches and friends across the country, and they're very, very concerned. And, and some of these are at, at the non-Power 5 schools like uh, East Carolina, for example, in which their financial situation is totally different than ours. And uh, same with, you know, Division two or Division three schools. They're, they're really, really going to be impacted. So I, I don't know how I would uh, change it. I, I think it's just I think each individual school is going to have to look at their situation and, and try to be as fair with the student-athletes as as they can be, and and I know at Nebraska, uh, I feel like our administration has gone above and and beyond the call of duty to 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 try to really treat the athletes the in the safest and, and best way possible. And I know we probably here uh, at one point, I know a week ago or so, we probably still had a third of our athletes here. And of course, you got parents that in New Jersey or even in other countries that we're talking to and and um, are trying to ensure that their kids are in a safe place and they're worried about them and worried that, well, maybe they're going to get stuck in Nebraska and won't even be able to, you know, fly back home or get back into their country. So uh, there's just lots and lots going on. Coach, we'll, we'll get you out of here on this one. I, I know you've said there's a, a lot of the athletes have not just left campus and, and gone home, but some of them overseas as well. What is your day-to-day conversations? I, and I know there's a number of event groups with, with your staff and, and with these student athletes right now in, in this unfamiliar situation on training and making sure they're still up on classes and everything going forward. Well, the the first thing is that you mentioned is exactly right is, is the academic end of it. And, and uh, one of the things, now that everything is online, I think about, uh, you know, the differences in, in how people learn. And I know in my case, I, I didn't particularly like to read a lot uh, and was a lot better listening to someone in the classroom or the instructor. And so that's one of the concerns with, with uh, student-athletes, I'm sure, across the board in a, in a lot of uh, sports. But that's the number one thing right now. We want to make sure that, that those students are, are continuing uh, with their academics and uh, particularly any of those students at school is difficult for them, that they're getting the, the assistance that they can. And uh, Dennis LeBlanc and his staff, uh, again, is going above and beyond the call of, of duty to, to try to assist those, those uh, students that need help and want help in, in any way possible. Uh, and so basically what's occurring with our staff is that we're trying to uh, contact those students, uh, athletes that are, are wherever they are, whether they're here or uh, in a different country, uh, on a uh, somewhat frequent basis, you know, uh, every week or every two weeks and just see how they're doing. And, and we can't require them to do any kind of workouts at all. So we're just sending them uh, workouts that here's uh, something that uh, if you want to do, and we hope that you'll do it uh, and stay in somewhat physical shape, and uh, that's difficult for them to be very motivated when they know, you know, they're not going to compete until uh, next January at the earliest or something, but uh, hopefully <clears throat> they'll, uh, you know, <clears throat> continue to do some types of workouts and stuff, and, and that's uh, that's about all we can do. But we also, as I mentioned before, are trying to keep contact with their parents as well, because particularly if they're here, because um, their parents are, you know, concerned about their son or daughter, and, and in some cases maybe haven't seen them since uh, last summer or something. Coach, as a uh, 
former SAC vice president when all of this went down and my sister's a junior at Wyoming. I had to remind her, you're out of season now, so uh, the hours change a little bit. I hope next time we get to talk, though, um, things are a little bit more clear. We've got a lot more clarification on where everything is going, and I, I hope that they do have those football seasons so that uh, financial things are a little bit easier on you in the spring. Thanks for giving us a few minutes this morning. Well, thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Thanks, that, Coach. Uh, that is track coach Gary Pepin for Nebraska. A lot, a lot to go through <laughs> uh, yeah. with with all of that there financially, academically, where the student-athletes are. And um, obviously they were there on ground zero when indoor nationals got canceled. Yeah, that's – I I couldn't imagine. He said it was something you'd see out of a TV show or a movie. Uh, it's it's definitely crazy um, to to see something like that. And yeah, we're we're uh, glad to have him on and uh, glad to hear that breakdown of of where things are at and where things are maybe going. So uh, we appreciate that a lot. Um, head to our next break. Back after this, uh, we'll uh, we'll keep on rolling here on the KLI and Husker Hour. Talking with current and former Huskers and those who cover the Big Red. This is the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1400 KLIN. Back here on KLIN Husker Hour. Very informative uh, couple of segments there with uh, Gary Pepin, Nebraska track coach, and Michael Bruns from Husker 24-7. Of course, if you missed any of that, you can always catch up at KLIN.com and find our podcast page. We're on Facebook and Twitter at KLIN Huskers. We'll post some of it there as well. Um, yeah, we we, uh, we got a lot in there. I thought one of the, the most interesting things we heard from Coach Pepin there was um, from the athletes that graduate and they're going to go They're Obviously, they've been looking forward to this other part of their life. It's that next part of their life. But yeah. as anyone who's done any sports or activities, whether it is track and field or it's band or it's soccer um, or you get done with high school and you don't have one act anymore and you go, okay, I don't know how I'm going to act. There's a lot of different things that you can do that you still want to hold on to and say, what if I had one more year that I could go back and do that? And that's what a number of these student athletes have. When he talked about how they would be able to go and not have to take any classes in the fall if they'd graduated, would be able to work there and then come back in the spring, that was something I didn't know. Yeah. Um, I thought you, you would have to take classes, like take 12, 12 credit hours. Just to be a, a full-time student Yeah, still. J- just to be yeah. a full-time student and be eligible in the spring. So that was news to me there, that part. But I did like... Um, when he talked, and I know we hear it from a lot of coaches when it's, how are you guys having these conversations? They give a lot of credit to the administration, but that sounded, everything that we've seen, the administration is doing a great job with making sure all the coaches have the information they need so then all the student-athletes have all the information they need because there's a lot of decisions that are going to have to be made not just here in the next week or two, but over the next months. Yeah, and and my question to him about you know if you were the guy to make mm-hmm. the decisions, what would you? It's not wasn't meant to criticize any decisions that have been made. No, or, no, no. That that it, we we play that, that we play that game yeah. all, all the time. What what would you do if you could be in charge of the NCAA for a day? Yeah, just just the way that he's. In, I mean, his involvement with the university and and with the student athletes here, his knowledge of their situations and what they've gone through and what they are going through. Um, he's got insight, and a lot of these you know coaches. Um, and, and folks in the administrations at universities have insight. And I hope that all of that insight is being kind of gathered together to to make these decisions. It's, I mean, and I agree. I think so far they've made the best out of a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you just hope that that continues. And the money thing is, I think, obvious. I mean, everything comes back to money. How are you going to pay for it? Um, and and the, the example that we talked about earlier with Wyoming football coach Craig Bowl mm-hmm. just donating – what it would take for the that, Wyoming that alleviates sports. part of that. I mean, I don't know that you're going to have a lot of that. I think that's probably. I think a lot of other football coaches who have the financial wherewithal to be able to do that are going to do that out of the goodness of their heart. But I know a lot of them won't. Well, let's and think so about think how about how do you how do you ma- how do you maintain that equity? Because he mentioned the example too. Like you might have an athlete go into the transfer portal because the school they're at can't financially. Uh, support them in that last semester they want to participate in and some other school can that's literally going to the highest bidder yeah and that's i think a situation that you would want to avoid well our friends to the north just here in the state uno and creighton they don't have they don't have football at their schools yep um creighton is now missing out on all this march madness revenue Mm -hmm. that would have come in over this past month 
those are things that with their spring sports, um, and I'm thinking specifically just in my head because I'm still thinking track and field, UNO, women's track and field, because mm-hmm. um, I don't believe they have a men's track and field. I think it's just women's team. But they don't have a football team. No. Their men weren't going to be getting that March Madness. They were still going to get a share of, of a lot of stuff that the revenue got depleted that the NCAA sent out to Division One schools. Yeah, UNO's main sport is hockey. Yeah, yeah. so what, what are places like that going to do? We know Nebraska and a number of places like Nebraska are going to, for the most part, be fine, but it's... It is the Creightons and then the UNOs of the world that you really have to start thinking, how is this going to affect them where they might have one or two athletes that they were going to go compete for All-America honors in their final year, and now there's no money for them to come back. Do they end up at powerhouses like Arkansas, Texas A&M? Do they stay somewhere close in state and go to Nebraska? Do they go across the river to Iowa? It is going to become who's got the money for all of this. Yeah, it may end up that way, which... You know, I, that's that's unfortunate some in, in a lot of since instances, but that's the way it is, really. And Unintended consequence out of trying to make the best out of the situation. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right, last break for us. Wrap this thing up. When we come back, this is the KLI and Husker Hour. Your Saturday morning source for everything Huskers is right here. You're listening to the KLIN Husker Hour on Lincoln's Husker Radio, 1400 KLIN. Some notes from the week that we haven't touched on. Uh, Nebraska volleyball, big commit last night, actually. Um, I'm going to try to pronounce this name correctly. She's Hawaiian. Uh, Keonaili Akana. Uh, committed to USC. Yeah, she she had an original commitment, but coaching then they had a coaching there, change. Let out of the scholarship. Um, she's a five foot nine defensive specialist. She was the state player of the year according to the Honolulu paper there. Uh, so big commit for volleyball. She's not seen Lincoln, and she's yeah. committed because John Cook is John Cook, and Nebraska is a powerhouse, and she's hoping to get to Lincoln as soon That's, as possible. Not only is that a good get because one, you keep him out of the Pac twelve. Pac twelve has pretty good volleyball. Yep. You keep her out of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Hawaii has pretty good volleyball. And to commit to Nebraska to come here where Nebraska doesn't play for that beach volleyball championship, Yeah, you have to imagine growing up in Hawaii, she's pretty darn good at beach volleyball. And she will play sand volleyball here. Yeah. But, but yeah, like you but, said, but it's But Nebraska not the same. plays their beach season, um, even makes a trip out to Hawaii. So that's going to be nice. She'll, she'll get yeah. to go play back home. Um, but when, when you look at. The fact she's that's a championship that she doesn't get to compete for. That is a big, big get for your essentially indoor season uh, playing on on the hardwood. Yeah. Hey, you want to win? She knows where to go. Oh, yeah. I mean, that is a fantastic (laughs) get by Coach Cook. Yeah. Um, Nebraska men's basketball uh, announced the K State series officially. I think it might have been. Um, reported on last week. Yeah, it was reported by CBS Sports. I believe it was uh, Friday, and then it was last Sunday. So here in the last 10 days, uh, it's it's been made official. Three games. The first one at Sprint Center. Yep. And then a home-and-home in Manhattan and then back here in Lincoln. Um, Um, The first one's in Lincoln. The finale's in Manhattan. Um, Women's basketball uh, loses their leading scorer to the transfer portal, Leah Brown. She's a sophomore um, she didn't start any games, but played in every game. She was the Big Ten sixth player of the year, fourteen point four points per game. Um, she's a sophomore from Indiana. Um, she gone. Yeah, that makes uh, three over the last week and a half. Ashton Verbeek, who started all but one game, and Kayla Mershon, who started uh, more started, than half the games as a freshman. She she started the one game. She that, started the one that Verbeek that Ashton, didn't start. She yeah. played in almost every game yeah. as well. So um, tough tough blow for Amy Williams' squad, but. Uh, um, yeah, we mentioned the Hall of Fame, Terry Pettit and Jordan Larson getting in from the volleyball um, teams of the past. Uh, they'll be Hall of Famers. Pretty cool deal for them. Um, mentioned the Cam Mack uh, officially hitting the transfer portal. He was already testing the waters. Um, so, yeah, it, still still sports stuff happening. I mean, there, there's still Come a lot back of news. next week. Yeah, you think about the number of things that still happen when there aren't games being played. Yeah. I just want those games back. Yes. Anytime. I mean, it's, it's going to be a while, but we still have uh, we still have, the, the Nebraska baseball did the Facebook Live for the Rice game that clinched the first yes. College World Series trip. Um, that was pretty cool. So some Sports fun and innovative ways. Creative, yeah, yeah it, it's it's all evolving, and we're here for you as well. Come back next week. Go Big Red.